This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You Break Wheel Fix is a wheel repair and refinishing company located in North Miami with 15 years experience. Fix bent or cracked wheels damaged on the streets of South Florida. Fast turnaround times on most repairs and we even offer loaner wheels while we fix or refinish your wheels so you can keep your car on the road without interruption. Are your wheels faded or peeling? You Break Wheel Fix offers complete refinishing back to factory standards. Bored with the look of your wheels? You Break Wheel Fix offers 5,000 different finishes to customize the look of your wheels. Don't spend money on new wheels when you can renew them at You Break Wheel Fix. You Break Wheel Fix offers a full line of custom wheels and tires for every vehicle application. We offer in-house repair and complete vehicle customizations. Call You Break Wheel Fix today at 305-748-0112 or online at YouBreakWheelFix.com. That's the letter U breakwheelfix.com we are on social media can be found at you break wheel fix on google instagram facebook linkedin or yelp mention five reasons sports when you call and receive 15 percent off your repair let me introduce you to another sponsor bestever.com that is b-s-t-e-v-r.com bestever.com is a fantasy sports simulator that uses real life data to simulate hypothetical situations for example Ever wondered if Dan Marino could win a Super Bowl with a top 10 running game? We all have. You can do that with bestever.com. Let's say the Dolphins are in the running for a big free agent. Just add them to the current team and simulate games to see how it can turn out. Just open a free account and start building your own story and have bestever.com spit out game stories just for you. Best Ever is not only fun to use, but has many uses beyond just curiosity. Go to bestever.com. That's B-S-T-E-V-R.com. Com. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code FIVE, that's F-I-V-E, FIVE, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars but first sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today welcome to three yards per caddy a podcast covering the miami dolphins and the nfl now here's your hosts chris alf and simon and we're on and welcome back to three yards per carry i'm alfredo artiaga simon clancy is here chris kaufman is here and we're going to take uh, your free agency questions on this first show of the week. You guys submitted them. I told you to stop submitting them. You kept submitting them. And you got to somewhere around 200 questions. I only picked out like 10 that we'll do on this show. But as always, we are brought to you by Biscayne Bay Brewing. Go to BiscayneBayBrewing.com to see their selections. Of course, the Miami Pale Ale, the Marlins Lager. This so is, weird, right? Not really. You can but... find them. It still at... sounds weird when you say it now. It just sounds because so you're weird. just you're you're over pronouncing. It's just it's it's very strange. The Marlins Lager. No, it's the the what? Lager. 
You're never like going to get it right. Like a guy who goes logging, logger. <laughs> it's nothing like a guy that goes logging. Find, find your happy middle between lagger and, and a logger. <laughs> yeah. Just don't ever say it out loud in my Or company. just don't say it. <laughs> All right. You can get this at Publix. You can get it at Total Wine and Liquors. You can get it on Instacart. Have it delivered to you. But always look for Biscayne Bay Brewing. Look for Biscayne Bay Brewing online at BiscayneBayBrewing.com. Can I tell you and a story about Publix? looking at the website at, Hit it. right now, by the way. It, uh, we website. were in Publix uh-huh. two years ago in Florida. I can't remember whereabouts we were. But some woman came up to us. Oh, no, it was in Fort Lauderdale. So some woman came up to us in the parking lot. I was with my kids. And she said, um, hi. And she had a Ralph Lauren shirt on. And she looked like semi-smart. She certainly didn't look like she was, uh, you know... Um, a hobo and she said hi um i've got a real problem i've i've just got no money and wondered if you could buy my shopping for me and i looked to my kids i was like i mean what i was like i'm really sorry i'm not buying your shopping for you and she's wandering around like a ralph red t-shirt and like nice shoes and stuff and i was like no absolutely not happening and then she got in her car no 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 she was like my kids are really we've got no money and my kids are really struggling and I was like, I'm really sorry, but you know, I'm a generous person, and I, you know, I give money to charity back in the UK, but I'm not buying you, strange woman, shopping. Anyway, so we went into there. We were like talking about this. Is wasn't this bizarre? Was this bizarre? We were walking around with it, like I can't. Remember, it was the, like early evening. We were looking for dinner and stuff and buying things. And about five minutes later, we walked down an aisle, and there she was with a guy who she'd clearly corralled in the car park and got him to buy her shopping for her. Absolutely astonishing. And she was like all cuddling up to him. Maybe it was just her husband. She was mental. But I mean, I, I don't think so. I genuinely think she'd found a guy in the parking lot and she persuaded him to buy him her groceries, which I thought was absolutely astonishing. I mean, kudos to her for having the balls to even ask somebody. But anyway, there you go. There's a public diversion for you. Shame publics guy, aren't our sponsor because that'd be a great story. And that guy was obviously a Fort Lauderdale pervert. Yeah, or he'd had one too many loggers. Lakers <laughs> or the La Calada Porter. Oh. Wow, yeah. I'm, Don't know what means, but... I'm cheating. We're all, of course, we are also brought to you by Manscaped. And you know the promo code 5RSN. I don't have anything witty to say about Manscaped except that it's a great company. You get 20% off, use 5RSN. I don't know how you can get a better deal. Do you and, have anything we're to not, say? We're not just the sponsored. We're not just the sponsored. We're also oh, we're users. customers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that means more, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here come I'm your not quest. just a hair, cl- a hair club for men president. Exactly. Okay, here come the questions. And I appreciate all the questions that everybody sent in, but don't try to program three hours worth of a podcast with a question. Like this first one had six questions in one tweet. I don't know how they did that, but I will take what I consider the best of the questions. They're like the sneaky news, news journalists who try and ask a question of somebody in political power and just say, just three questions, or just one question for you, pre- President. First of all, can you tell me when so-and-so, and uh, while you're answering that, could you also ask me, do you know those kind of guys? Yeah. Those are the sort of people. Scumbags, frankly. <laughs> well, we're not going to call this one a scumbag, but <laughs> they, they sent a question, uh, Several questions, and I'm going to pick out one, and it's a good way to start our free agency series. We're going to be doing, we're going to be talking free agency until it starts three weeks from now. And I guess Chris could take this one. 
And he asked, do we have 25 million in cap space without releasing or restructuring contracts? How much in rollover cap do we have from last year? Oh, in other Jesus. words, he wants to know. Thank God you were asked that one and not me. Yeah. Well, what, you, what do we have? Oh, yeah, just, to, in other words, me, he wants to know consult, what do we have Let me to consult spend? my accounting books over here and, and just pull them out of the shelf, uh, off the shelf here for the Dolphins accounting books, which I keep clearly. Um, yeah. So the, the salary cap situation, as I understand it, is that um, we don't have near, we don't have as much money as, a couple things one the salary cap is going down um this because of covid and less revenue and and stuff like that um so everybody's taking probably i don't know if it's a it's probably 10 percent less money than than they would normally i mean the the nfl have been hooked on five percent raises um of of the salary cap basically every year uh or or more even um and now instead of a five percent raise it looks like they're taking a cut so that's a big impact uh to me i mean just just in terms of budgeting um and these guys tend to run their salary cap situation pretty hot you know a little bit over levered by um by having uh you know the the temporary cap relief thing where they spread out bonuses that kind of bullshit um Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they weren't prepared for a COVID year. Certainly Um, the NFL weren't Uh, the dolphins happen to be in one of the top 10 salary cap situations, but it's like, uh, you know, sort of the land of the blind, the man with one eye is King sort of thing. Um, You know, there's, there's only, even if you're better off than a lot of other teams, there's only so much you can do. There's only so many, so many people that you can sign. Um, as for how much they're rolling over, I, I think it's, I think it's like 15 million or something like that. But, um, but I can't, I can't be sure about it. What I do know is they also lost some space, according to Barry Jackson, uh, Miami Herald, um, because of some incentives that um, that were triggered last year and uh and came in you know so so it gets uh uh, it gets taken off of this year's salary cap um so they you know they're they're left with the 25 million number is a familiar number i don't know what it's going to be nobody knows what it's going to be because the actual salary cap has not been set yet um but yeah so so it's just not that it's just not that much money i think i think overall once you take the draft class, which is expected to cost like, you know, over $10 million, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you consider that they need to go into the season probably with a little bit of a bag of uh, money for emergencies. Um, you know, <laughs> there's not there's not much that they can do here. Uh, and, and they've got money to spend on their own guys, as we just saw with the, uh, the, the contract for Jason Sanders. Um, so you know, don't expect, that's why I've been saying, you know, yeah, maybe they could fit one guy, a premium guy in there. Um, but they'd have to be convinced that it's like, you know, the perfect fit and they definitely have to shuffle some things around to get it. And, and, you know, so otherwise, otherwise they're probably just going to be smart, keep their guys, pick up some really, you know, uh, value guy, value guys that are sitting on the street, like waiting for a phone call. There's going to be a hundred of them guys that should be on rosters that should probably be stru- uh, probably started. And they're just sitting there on the street. Like, Hey, I can't get a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, so. Chris mentioned triggered there. I, I'm triggered that that's the first question. What were the other guys? Other five questions. If that was his first one. <laughs> 
he he wanted lists and uh, top five free agents, possible trades, uh, and none of those were better than than that one. No, no, no. My it was God. it was asking way too much. I'm not going to sit here and start going through five hypothetical trades I'd like to see. Do you know what I did while Chris was answering that? It, answering it very well. Like, I put a hat on. <laughs> I'm now sitting with a hat on. It's uh, it's 17 minutes past midnight, and I've got a titfer on my head. A what? A titfer. It's a word for a hat. It's an old-fashioned English word. T-I-T-F-E-R. Titfer. Like a beanie? Like no, it's an, actually a cycling. Like if you watch pro cycling, it's like a cycling hat. Okay. Not a helmet. It's a, just a hat. Um, I would never actually wear it in real life. I got it from uh, Alpecin, who are a, a cycling team, when I went to visit them during the Tour de France a few years ago. But anyway, that well, I completely digress. It's much it sounds, more interesting. It sounds question. very Southern. Like, what'd you grab my tit for? Well, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> like that. All right, next question. And this one, I guess, will be for Simon. One free agency signing that is both realistic and best maximizes draft flex- flexibility. And I like that last part. Simon. Um, hmm. Excellent opportunity to not have done any prep for this particular question. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Aaron Jones and uh, free agent running backs, Alf says. Then throws this fucking question into the mix. Let me think. Um, who would it be? I would say it's probably going to have to be a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think it'll be anybody from the top shelf. I, I could, I could, I could really see the Dolphins looking at a Corey. I, I think what they need more than anything is yak guys, yards after catch guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, whether that comes from you know in the draft with guys like D. Eskridge or Demetric Felton, Tutu Atwell, you know, in terms of smaller guys, whether that's satellite running backs like Kenny Gainwells or JV and Hawkins to add into the mix with the guys they've already got, you know, the, the the lighter, undersized guys to go along with the bigger guy. But I'm thinking somebody like, you know, I think they want to establish the run. And, you know, I, I'm still of the general belief that they'll take Penny Sewell, although, you know, the two receivers, you know, Chris and I are discussing Jamar Chase and been watching a lot of Chase. I, I think... Wouldn't surprise me if they looked at um, the kid from the from the Rams, whose name now completely says Josh Reynolds, one of the best blocking receivers in the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, I think he could be. A, I don't think the Dolphins will be shopping anywhere close to tier one, and probably not even tier two. Um, I think there'll be some guys like Lawrence Guy potentially, but but somebody like a Josh Reynolds or a Kendrick Bourne um, might be guys that I think would um, would be of interest. Isaiah McKenzie is another one of Buffalo, mm, the guy that ruined I the Dolphins so. in week 17. They're the sort of guys I'd be looking at. Doesn't certainly doesn't preclude you from, from you know, I think the Dolphins will take at least two receivers in the draft. And as I've said on this podcast before, I'm, I'm not necessarily sold that anybody in that receiving core is safe, maybe Lynn Bowden. Um, but beyond that, I wouldn't be overly shocked if there was a fairly, I mean, it won't happen but I wouldn't be shocked if there was a fair fair house clean that happened at that position. So I'd say those three names, Isaiah McKenzie, Kendrick Bourne of the 49ers, and Josh Reynolds of the Rams. Yeah, uh, and I really like uh, Josh Reynolds. Uh, I've said so before. This one's a, a pretty good question because it's, I think it's right up my alley. I've talked about this before, and he asked, given that we need to upgrade the weapons available to Tua, that's obvious. Do we add an experienced wide receiver and running back? Uh, that's code word for old. 
<laughs> to double down on the draft, basically as veteran support for our rookies. And I absolutely agree with that. And I was looking at the running backs. Man, just throw a rock and you'll hit one. What do you guys think of uh, Mark Ingram for the running back room? Simon? Yeah, I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, uh, I suppose he was a healthy scratch a few times down the stretch for the Ravens and for a team that runs such a run-first offense, that would be a a concern, I suppose. Um, you know, there's guys like Matt Breeder. Oh, no, wait, he was on our team and he's an experienced kind of guy. Um, you know, I suspect guys like Carlos Hyde will be too expensive. Malcolm Brown is an interesting guy. You know, yeah. another Rams player. Um, you know, he's probably going to get less carries with, with Cam Akers coming to the fore. Malcolm Brown could be a guy that, you know, might be of interest. I, I suppose there's a what question about, around Le'Veon Bell. What about James Bell. White? Yeah, James White, James exactly. White. Yeah, James White. There's going to be a question, obviously, about Le'Veon Bell because they tried so hard to get him. Um earlier in the season. Um, and of course, Kalen Balazs is a free agent out. Oh, so boy. you never know. <laughs> your, your dream could be reignited. So, but yeah, I, Malcolm Brown would be an interesting guy, um, you know, to throw into that mix. But, um, but yeah, I, um, I think they'll just draft a running back and I think they're fairly happy with the two kids that they've got. Um, but I could see a, a cheaper veteran street free agent type guy coming in sort of down the stretch, but, to me, I think they're they are. It's going to be one of the big three, and then there's you know we've talked about guys like Jamar Jefferson of Oregon State, who I could see. To me, he's a second day running back. I think he'll probably end up on the third day, but you know if they double down in the draft at that position as well, I wouldn't be shocked. All right, could they kick without... tires on a Marlon Mack. Oh, yeah, that... maybe. Wow, no, Marlon Mack would be. I don't, I don't, I don't see the universe where he's cheap. Do you, Chris? Well, I mean, injuries, though, isn't it? Injuries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, 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 that would be this universe where he's just not. Uh, yeah, he's just not, not healthy. healthy. Um, now, so. without looking it up, can you guys guess how old Todd Gurley is? I'll oh, go to Simon like 20. first. He's like, okay, yeah. I know. 26 I think I know or something? Oh, 27? Jesus. He's like 28 or something. So you guys nail it. He's 27. How the hell is that guy 27? Because He looked like uh, if he was 38 yeah. last year. Yeah. It's oh, the knees, though, isn't it? They've gone. Yes, it's the mileage. I mean, they just because you get them, you get them young, doesn't mean that they just you know stay young. Um, yeah. He's the perfect it, reason why you never pay running backs a second contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much, you know. But if you look at this list, man, there's a lot of attractive stuff on this list. Tevin Coleman, Rex Burkhead, you know. Really? There's there's a lot of nice players. Jarek McKinnon, like if you want to supplement you know, your ace that you draft in the first round, likely Najee Harris or who knows, Travis Etienne, maybe a little later. Absolutely. And why would you consider what you consider attractive is not very attractive to me. Attractive for a, for a backup. Like you could do a hell of a lot worse than Mark Ingram. Now I would say so. Healthy scratch from the Ravens, Mark Ingram. Um, you know, well, they had 4,000 running back. 32, 32 years old, Mark Ingram. Is that, is that the one we're talking about? Yeah. Now, it's you're not even me. supposed to get a running back that's 30. He's 32. It's easier for me when we move along to wide receiver, and he talks about getting an older guy. First of all, Omar Kelly was saying that it's not even worth cutting Alan Hearns because of the, oh, that's savings. Wrong. the savings is not yeah. there. I, I think Makes wrong. no sense. Makes no, no sense. No, there's I – mean, there's, so here's the thing: the the guaranteed salary that he's talking about is one and a quarter million, and I, I get it. I mean, if, you're, if your salary is guaranteed, then 
you're going to be writing the check anyway, but, um, but it's guaranteed to my knowledge, it's guaranteed for injury. Um, so I'm not 100% there that if he's that, if they're, they're just cutting him because, you know, he's not good enough that that would be the same thing. But even if it is the veterans minimum is over $900,000. If he catches work anywhere, anywhere else, then Miami is only, you know, cutting basically a $300,000 check. Um, that's not, you know, that's still saving savings is savings. So, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're looking for a million dollars worth of savings or something like that. You know, that's, that, that could still easily happen. Yeah. And as far as, uh, the other part of his question, an older wide receiver, it's, you know, couldn't get any easier than T Y Hilton. He's 32 years old. I'd ask if he wants to play ball. Now, if he wants, you know, like any kind of money whatsoever, I guess he's not, he's going to price himself out out of a contract with us but dude is always injured i mean we're complaining about preston yeah. williams and about and about yeah. uh parker's injuries we can't be bringing in another free agent who's always injured i just i just can't see it which kind of which kind of disqualifies you know the I next like guy their... i was gonna ask about which is sammy watkins <laughs> yeah again uh, no chance Yes, you know no who I chance. like there, who I like there maybe doesn't notch the um the pure speed like you know straight line speed um thing but i really i really i've watched him play i really like keelan cole um jacksonville i mean that's a that is a rat guy that's a that's a punt returner kind of guy you know he is he is quick he's a rat guy but he's also kind of you know lengthy for for being that that kind of player and um he just really looks like he knows what he's doing i think that's a that's a underrated addition he's had to deal with jacksonville's quarterbacks you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost a little bit tired and wary of these guys that come from, you know, a, a system that's really well established and has a great guy, a great quarterback throwing the ball and distributing the ball really well. And then you sign them and, and they get here and they don't, they're not, they're not anywhere close to that. Cause you know, unless you have Aaron Rodgers or unless you have, you know, one of those guys, he's been dealing with Jacksonville's quarterbacks. I'm, you know, I'm intrigued. All right, next question. Explain how stupid it would be to go after Allen Robinson. Well, we've talked about that on, on our show before. Kind of a redundant talent. He's like uh, the best of Devontae Parker, but will cost maybe three times as much. He's Parker so, without the injuries. Yeah, pretty much. So And really expensive. So I'll take the cheaper, lesser version and you know, and just run out the string there. That's kind of the, the macro answer. I don't know about you, Chris. What do you think? What Alan Robinson is that? Yeah. How dumb would it be to go after it? I mean, I love the guy, and I, I love the guy. You know, are we talking about an upgrade? Are we talking about getting rid of uh, Devonte Parker and, and taking Alan Robinson in his place? I mean, that could work. Hmm. Um, Although you'd be you paying know, that really could work. to do it. Well, sure, but I mean, he is he is a good player. Um, he's he's twenty eight years old. You know. He's a good player. Let's let's be fair. Let's be fair mm-hmm. about this. Um, mm-hmm. And Will Fuller is a good player too. But you know, again, with the injury stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So if you're, it's it's like a, I, we talk about sometimes with the offensive linemen too. You know, every now and then people are asking me about like Joe Tooney and, and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, yeah, that works if you're getting rid of Eric Flowers. If you're finding a way to get Eric Flowers' contract off your hands, um, if you're finding a way to get Devontae Parker off your hands. Yeah, you can take it on Allen Robinson. I think that easily. All right. Next question. This is for you, Simon. And, and I guess we could all, you know, answer this one. 
and he's giving us a choice. He's saying you have to pick one of the three. Next, Finn's backup quarterback, Alex Smith, Jacoby Brissett, or Tyrod Taylor? Simon. Uh, it's an interesting question. I don't think it'll be any of them. I think Jacoby Brissett could end up in Philadelphia quite easily. Uh, backing up Jalen Hurts, I think that Alex Smith will probably retire. Uh, and I think Tyra Taylor wants a chance to win a starting position given, and, you know, I, I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, but given how, unfortunately, he lost his job in with the Chargers, you couldn't blame him for wanting that. Maybe, he, maybe he's given the chance to win the starting job in Miami. You know, that's not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, if I had to pick one of the three of them, I'd probably say Taylor, but I don't think it'll be any of them. Yes. If I had to pick one of the three, I think, you know, um, Brissett, we've talked about. Um, yeah, I'd pick him but, as the better player, but I, the more likely I'd pick Taylor. Sorry, I should have quantified. The more likely, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know his situation or how close he would be with with the um, the Eagles. But I think I think two guys, you know, between Josh, Do- Josh Dobbs and uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, I said this on a previous podcast and wouldn't surprise me if, um, you know, since Miami has already a consulting relationship with Matt Canada, but they were interviewing him for the offensive coordinator position. I'm, you know, I'm sure I know for a fact they were peppering him with all kinds of questions about personnel, both draft personnel and free agent personnel. And, um, and so I have no doubt they've asked him about Josh Dobbs and, um, and wouldn't surprise me. They asked him about Jacoby Brissett either. Um, Honestly, it could be somebody like Blake Bortles. <laughs> oh boy, um, really? <laughs> you know, but hey, just we'll two see. words for you. You ready for this, Chad? Henny. This, I thought you were going to say scat back. <laughs> Chad Henny. There's zero kind of a connection there. Henny. More chance. More chance will be me than it will be Chad Henny. Record. Uh, this is being recorded, Simon. Just so you know. Oh, I don't care. I'll play it as soon here. as we sign Chad Henney. <laughs> I've thrown a more recent touchdown pass at Dolphin Stadium than Chad Henney has. That'll, that, that's all you need to know. No, did you forget uh, his heroics in the playoffs, Simon? Yeah, but not, not, that wasn't at <laughs> Dolphin Stadium, mate. That was the question. Oh, okay. That was for the Chiefs. You know, he looked yeah. good to me. Oh, Brian Hoyer is another one. Yes. Yeah, Brian Hoyer is definitely one. That's going to be interesting. I want to see how they fill that vacancy. It's going to be interesting how they attempt to fill that vacancy because I think they're going to have some options. It, it's it. a Brandon pretty good Allen job. of the Bengals isn't a bad player either. No, but I, yeah. yeah, you know what? That's an interesting one as well. You know, the one that interests me the most is Marcus Mariota, and would he want to do it? And would you want him? Like, that's a good look. I'll ask my own question. Would you want him, Simon? Marcus Mariota, if he's down with being the backup quarterback here. For prices, right? Then potentially, yeah, I think he'd be a very good um, ally for Tua. Uh, I think he'd be a very good backup. I think he probably feels like he might get a starting job. I can see the New England Patriots taking Marcus Mariota in a trade. Um, so yeah, uh, I would take it if the price was right. Chris. But I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be an older guy. I think a Hoyer, somebody who can. You know who can lean on who Tua can lean on, and really, I don't think it'll be a, you know, Nate Sudfeld or a Sean Ma- Brett Hundley. I don't think it'll be an inexperienced guy. I think it will be a guy with some experience and some, you know, some age. All right, 
Chris. I think they could kick the tires on that. I think he's pretty, he's a pretty obvious um, one, especially the relationship he already has with Tua, which I think, I think there is reason to, to, um, to value that in a, in a room that, you know, we just had a room where the relationship between the two quarterbacks was pretty key because what sprang up around them was a full-blown quarterback controversy. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves about it. Um, so, you know, that relationship could be important and the fact that those guys are close, um, could matter. Uh, so yeah, it's an, it's an obvious one. Um, you know, I kind of wonder about Robert Griffin too. Mm. Uh, I know that he was, uh, he, he's definitely fits. He's experienced. Um, he's definitely, you know, he was definitely a team guy with the Ravens and, uh, and they, they seemed to love him. Right. I mean, they, (laughs) um, as as the backup there uh they they really seemed to like him a whole lot so um i kind of wonder about that but you know maybe he'll just be back there again i don't know all right next question uh do you see miami paying over 10 million a year on a player in free agency and he says his preference would be to give it to joe tooney simon uh no i don't think they will and uh, I think Tooney would probably command what, 15, 16 million a year. Um, and I don't think that, you know, they paid Eric Flowers a chunk of change last year. It's not worth cutting him given the amount of money that it would be, it would cost. I think Solomon Kindley's a long term future at left guard anyway. So it sort of seems pointless. I'd much rather spend the money on a center. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd much rather bring in Corey Lindsley if we're going to spend a chunk of change. All right. If you found a way, if you found a way to trade Eric Flowers, I'd do it. You know, I think, yeah. or at least I think about it. You know, um, always been a big fan of Joe Tooney, uh, and so yeah, I would think about it. He is going to command a lot of money, um, but right now, I mean, we just talked about Corey Lindsley um, off, you know, off air, and um, you know that would make a lot of sense. At the, I mean, we're talking about Aaron Jones. I mean, I'm, this is one of the guys that made Aaron Jones, in my opinion. So, um, you know, Corey Lindsley's a, a good option if you're if you're going to plump the money down, and uh, and that's a big question right now because right now Miami needs to marshal up the resources to keep their own and make sure that they're not they're not you know in this losing people uh, the way other teams are. Um, one other option I've mentioned before is Ryan Ramchick of the, uh, the New Orleans saints. They're in such bad shape with the yeah. salary cap that, I mean, just, I, it blows my mind to even think about the shape that they're in and the salary cap. They have to cut like a hundred million dollars of salary or something like that. Um, and he's a fifth year option guy. So that means he's counting for like a big number, but it's a clean number has no bonus or anything like that. It's just, it's just like, I forget whether it's twelve million dollars or something like that of salary. Um, just toss a pick at them and see what they say. And if you if you do that, you know he's he's good for zone. He would fit. He's a he's a proven right tackle that does very well. Um, you know it it did very well in New Orleans and and would look good protecting to his blind side. Uh, and he'd be a help in the ground game. Uh, and you know, it move Robert Hunt inside. You're you're improving two positions by probably by moving Robert Hunt inside and uh, getting him at right tackle. 
Um, it just seems like uh, seems like an all around win, and uh, and so I'd, I'd really look that up and see what Jeff Ireland has to say when you offer 11, a pick. Eleven point zero six four million dollars plus a six point seven five million. Oh no, yeah, eleven point zero six four million dollars. That yeah, was, and, that's his... and that's clean. And like if they yep. if they just lopped him off trading mm-hmm. him. You know, they just wiped that eleven million off the books, and then they got a hundred million left to go. <laughs> and, there, and there's no no dead cap if he if he right eleven. So yeah, no dead capital. Yeah. yeah, which feeds right into our next question and the last question, which is what potential cap casualties around the league interest you? And that's an obvious one right there from from Chris. He's been talking about it for three weeks, and I think it absolutely makes sense. Simon, do you have one? Because if not, I do. Uh, I don't. Uh, you, you you go for it. All right. It was talked earlier today that Seattle, to remedy their their cap issues, would be willing to entertain a trade for Tyler Lockett. I think it would be the dumbest thing they could possibly do to have a pissed off Russell Wilson and then also trade Tyler Lockett, who, yes, well, I understand DK Metcalf is great, but Tyler Lockett is a hell of a player. Would you entertain a trade for him, Simon? Uh, I mean, I, there's zero chance that Seattle would trade Tyler Lockett. Like, I cannot see that in any world that we live in. I mean, Russell Wilson would just sit out the season. I mean, I just cannot see a <laughs> scenario which you know, which he'd be traded for. I mean, that would just would make, you would you what what if you uh, I'm just uh, that that probably wouldn't make sense. Well, I mean, the reason it would make sense for them is because. Uh, you know he's got a thirteen, a thirteen seventy five number, uh, cap number, and the net that they would get if they if they got rid of him would I believe be um, you know it'd be like uh, eleven and a half million. So hmm. so that's that's a that's a big chunk to take off if you're in if you're in you know cap trouble. I just looked at one of the um what a tweet from one of the Seahawks beat writers who said um I've not heard anything in regard of teams inquiring about Tyler Lockett or the Seahawks shopping him on the trade market at any point. Mm-hmm. Not saying it hasn't happened, but to my knowledge and in conversations with people in the team, there is absolutely nothing on that front or any discussions on an extension. Hmm. <laughs> I think it would be pretty stupid if they got rid of him after all the noise Russell Wilson's made this off season. I'll tell you I mean. That. You'd extend him. He's one of the, yeah. you know, he's one of the better receivers in the NFL. You know, he's a yeah. top twenty, he would be, yeah, twenty-two absolutely. receiver in the league. Not even. Yeah, he would be a guy. You know, but you trade for him, right? Yeah, of course. But you know, you, you trade for him. If you're John Schneider, you know, why would you? Why would you weaken an already average offense? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're not just weakening the offense in terms of getting rid of Tyler Lockett. You're also then meaning that you know teams can double up on on. DK Metcalf. So the, it's a double weakener, really. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. Their mindset, it wouldn't, it wouldn't actually surprise me because I think their mindset has been that they can, you know, they're, they're, they're very just like supply and next man up with that receiver position. I mean, that John Schneider yeah. has been. And, you know, he just feels like, hey, I can just spend another third round pick or wherever, you know, I, didn't he take Tyler Lockett in the third round? Um, yeah. You know, I could just spend another third round pick. We'll groom a guy up. We got Russell Wilson throwing the ball. We got DK Metcalf on the other side of him. We'll, you know, we'll be fine. I can see them saying that. All right. And uh, I guess we have time for one last question. Well, please don't get about the salary cap. 
<laughs> Trey Hendrickson. Looks no, like man. he's going to make it to free agency. Would you, obviously, he's going to be expensive. I'm looking at his – let me look at his sport track number. They're talking $10 million a year. I'd give him $10 million a year with my eyes closed. But I don't think that's what he's Do going to get. Do not trust the number. better than that, no? Yeah, I would. I mean, 13 and a half sacks, 48 pressures, 25 quarterback hits, 12 tackles for loss. He's not getting anywhere near $10 million. It's going to be yeah, you know, that and half more minimum. Yeah, sport no track is, is wrong on their number here. But would you spring for him? Should have drafted that son of a bitch. No, because we're not going to spend 15, 17 million pounds on a. If Trey Flowers is getting 17 million the season before he had, when he had four and a half sacks, then mm-hmm. Trey Hendrickson, who had three, three times that many sacks, is getting more than, than 17 million. Zero percent chance Miami's interested in Hendrickson. It's just way out of their price range. Yeah, and to give you an example, the last guy, uh, SportTrack does one thing well. They may have done this wrong because there's no way he's going to get $10 million. He's going to get, like Simon said, think 15-ish. But they have a list of guys that, that had similar circumstances when they signed new contracts. And in that list is Shaq Lawson, and that's where they're deriving their number. But also on that list is Dante Fowler, and Dante Fowler got $15 million a year average salary, okay, when he extended at the age of 25, and that was a year ago. So that sounds about right. So he might get a little bit more than $15 million a year. Thing is, who's going to give it to him, you know? Well, I mean, there's some tough situations out there. Yeah. The, I don't, I don't, you know, the thing be. is you got to find the team to give it to them. And I guess that's why yeah. you know, the Dolphins, it, it'll behoove the Dolphins to knock on a lot of doors and make a lot of phone calls. But I don't think that they're going to be handing out too many dollars when I look at this market. I think that, you know, you're looking at the Jets, the Browns, and then, you know, a team like the Titans that's had terrible, you know, pass rush issues. That, that's one of the things that they, that's really held them back in the playoffs is their inability to get to the quarterback. So, a guy like that would be would be well suited in one of those places, but I'd, it won't be Miami. Yeah, and that's I, it. I, I brought him up before, but Jadavian Clowney, I still I still get a look at him because I know that I, we know that they had a hard on for him. <laughs> like we know that they they were on top of him. So you know they had a hard on for him, and, and they were on top of him. Okay, yeah, both. I mean, they they're really getting jabbed. Um, so I think that uh, I think that. If you look at the Spotrack number, which I don't trust, but they're saying six and a half million dollars average salary, I think Miami would pay that to to get a hold of them. Miami was about to pay much more than that to get a hold of them. Brian Flores, you know, when he loves a guy, he loves a guy, right? Um, that's I, I still I still think about that. Waste right. of money. That's it. Wasted money is no more. Yeah. We will talk to you guys later this week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.